When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I wanted to do that because our next matchup is the Patriots and Jets, which is the lowest over under of the week at 36 and a half. Uh, Chris, you already mentioned both these defenses that you want to play this week. And that's a big reason why right there. Um, I think that number is actually about right. You're talking about a 27, 20 to 17 game. Maybe, maybe not. I'm actually not going to bet the over or under on that, but the Patriots are favored at minus three here on the road on the road against the Jets. So, you know what? I'm actually... I'm going to take the Jets at home to upset the New England Patriots here. It was Dallas last week. It was Dallas last week. And I think they'll remember to run the football this week against the Patriots. That was their biggest bugaboo. Speaking of the Jets running backs, Chris, help me out here. Brees Hall. It was disappointing last week. It turned. It looked like it turned to a three-man committee. He shared snaps with Michael Carter. Dalvin Cook had the most at 17. Michael Carter and Brees Hall split at 15 apiece. And now I'm starting to feel like this is going to be a three-man committee until Brees Hall takes over. I don't even know what to do. Right now I got him still at a flex spot, ranked as my RB28. Are you just going to avoid this backfield altogether? Are you still going to play Brees Hall as a flex? First, the Patriots, I'm still going to probably play Brees Hall as a flex option. I think this cookie wheel gets some oil this week. Now, I do have some concerns about, you know, it paying off long term because we know that Nathaniel Hackett's a moron. We watched him in Denver last year that we he rotated guys until he got a 37-year-old running back in Latavius Murray. So, so Latavius gets cut by Buffalo and winds up signing with the Jets at some point. We're going to see probably three or four running backs being rotated in New York for no reason. Brees Hall is clearly the most talented guy. Brees Hall is the guy of the future. There's going to be a lot of pressure to kind of be put on the Jets team to use their best players. I think versus the Patriots is a team that you can still run a ball. The speed's still going to be hard for them to kind of set the edges against. You saw Raheem Mostert run, you know, all over that defense. Now it's not going to be the same thing because the Patriots were, put, you know, basically trying to take away Tyree Kill, but you do see that you can get running attack on this game. Kenneth will have a pretty decent game for the Eagles versus Patriot defense. Um, so I think overall, I, I'm, I'm confident going with Brees Hall as a flex option this week. And that's why I have him right there. But just to your point, I literally have a note in the outline that says dealing with Hackett, not understanding what their identity should be is the most frustrating part about this against Dallas. Go ahead, Chase. You really look like you no, want to listen, pop. listen, Matt Canada, every time he gets called in to Mike Tomlin's offense, starts off the conversation with, Geez, did you see what the Jets did this weekend? Because that's <laughs> he's we so it? thankful that there's another offensive coordinator in the Northeast that looks as flipping terrible as he does. Nathaniel, that was a one-score game at halftime last week versus the, the Cowboys. It was a one-score. It was 18 to 10 at halftime. They came out, and here's 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 their here's their their drive chart here. They had a three and out. They had a seven-play, seven 22-yard drive that ended in a punt in the first half. They had another three and out. They had the 68-yard, one-play touchdown to Garrett Wilson. 
And then they had an 11 play 59 yard field goal. After halftime, they come in three and out with a penalty. Cooks fumble another three and out with a sack and then interception, interception, interception. After the cook fumble, they ran 19 straight pass plays for the rest of the game. That's what they did. Two sacks, three interceptions, six completions for a total of grand total of 62 yards. He doesn't have any idea what the F he's doing as an NFL offensive coordinator who actually has to call the plays as an offensive coordinator in green Bay. Yeah. He can help implement the things during the week. That means he's, he's helping blow the whistle at, at practice all freaking week. He hasn't done anything as a play caller in this league. He has no idea what to do with any of his running backs. They've got Israel Abanaconda, who at this point is, is clearly much more athletic, athletically capable than Dalvin cook. They haven't had him even active for game days yet. He won't, he refuses to use their top offensive weapons in, in Hall and, and Wilson. And I know that Hall's bit is working back from injury. The dude looks like he can run the football. Let him run the goddamn football. It's just, uh, Nathaniel Hack is absolutely freaking terrible. And it's, it's the only thing that's holding this, anything on this offense, but you could say what you want about Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, all he would have, he can take a snap. All he's got to do is take the snap, turn around and hand it to the guy that would have been the freaking offensive rookie of the year last year if he hadn't blown his knee up. I just real, – Real uh, quick, Dan, because we're having the Packer guy going off about this, let's add another Packer guy. Luke Etsy is another guy who's just a moron too, so I think it just becomes something. Well, Chris, because he's not offensive rookie. coordinator. All of the guys that were OC for Aaron Rodgers and got jobs off of it are bums. <laughs> they were all third. They were all the third string running the offense because they were behind Matt LaFleur and freaking Rodgers. There's was, never been a guy come out of that offensive coaching system that was an offensive coordinator in real life. Yeah, I, I was going to say, guys, I think there's a secret meeting where Luke Getze and Nathaniel Hackett and Matt Canada <laughs> and Arthur Smith all attend every single week and say, how are we going to screw the bed this this week and to make the offenses look absolutely freaking terrible? Oh, yeah, the Luke Getze call especially. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Abandon ship! I'm selling. As I already laid it out earlier in the show, actually, I packaged him and Rashad Way. I got Jalen Waddle in a league that I'm playing in. He cannot sustain the fantasy production he's had the last two weeks with Zach Wilson. You can't expect him to take a slant to the house for 70 yards to save his day. The eight targets is fine, but the consistency, the usage, the productivity, it's not going to be there as long as Zach Wilson's starting quarterback. Maybe the Jets get wise, and they finally pivot off of it. But until that happens, I am looking to sell Garrett Wilson while he's still riding high on two productive weeks where he had two touchdowns while I still can. Because once that ship sails, I think it's going to sail. I like everyone's to point out Garrett Wilson had 1100 yards last year. Zach Wilson was part of that. Not in the games where Zach Wilson played. He wouldn't have gotten 1100 yards. There's a big difference. So I'm out on him. Adam, you know, you want to chime in here. Are you selling out on Garrett Wilson? You have more hope than I do for the future. Uh, I have more hope than you do that a quarterback change might come. Uh, I, I think that they are playing to compete. I don't think the plan was ever for Zach Wilson to play this year. Obviously, it was for Aaron Rodgers to play. But, like, I think the plan for Zach Wilson was to sit this year and learn what a real quarterback did. Um, I think that sooner or later they'll realize that nobody is benefiting from Zach Wilson playing right now, including Zach Wilson. He doesn't benefit from this. This isn't. He's playing with a crap OC. He's playing with a scheme not built for him. Nobody benefits from this. 
So I, I don't know. I, I think at some point or another, something's got to give with the Jets at quarterback. Um, they've not been shy to bench him before. Uh, I don't see why that wouldn't change now. That being said, uh, I don't know. I, I guess if I'm relying on that spot for fantasy points, especially, which in a lot of situations are going to be because he was drafted fairly high. Uh, yeah, I, I would be wanting to move off of him just because you need those points now. You can't wait till the trade deadline when a, a Minshew or a Brissette come in. Well, and I think that's my problem is they have to make a move because in years past, they could pivot to a Joe Flacco. They could, they could pivot to a, a Mike White. Tim Boyle ain't going to be any better. So they have to make a move to bring a quarterback in. I think that's what has me all queasy about it. Uh, Hunter Henry, number one tight end so far this year. My number seven this week, a must play. And you better have picked him up off the waiver wire. He's in my rankings again next week. I'm going to scream at everybody. Uh, let's move on to our next match.